You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 3, covering the stretch of Shadowheart's Covenant from Le Havre to the Ruins in Wales. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Fletcher Arnett. Uh, yeah, I'm Autumn. Hi. Uh, <gasps> Welcome back. Hello. Good to see you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I'm looking over these notes, and this is a lot of fucking game we played. Uh, well, yeah, that, yeah, that happened. <laughs> tell, tell me how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going to start off with how everyone is mad at me this week. Yeah, you fucked up, fam. <laughs> <laughs> There's like six dungeons today. <laughs> so what I didn't take into consideration when routing this is that I'm playing on a New Game Plus file. And so all I have to do is curb stomp my way through. And I just went, what's an appropriate story chapter? And everyone else went, oh, dude, you took us through three dungeons and the worst part of the game. I mean, it's like, it's probably like seven or eight hours a game for me. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot. It's It's way too much. Get fucked, buddy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, probably. Probably about six or seven, I think, is about. I feel like I, I feel like uh, after Caster and Pollux, I was maybe like five or six hours in, and by the end of this, I was like twelve or thirteen hours in. I was gonna say all of my runs were like three to four hours per two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I immediately <sighs> after I got to uh through the the uh, to the Italy dungeon, I said, you know, I bet you Fletcher did this on a New Game Plus file. Uh huh. So I just immediately yeah. accused you of that, and it turned out to be correct. Yeah. Which I've said on multiple recordings. Well, I knew you were doing New Game Plus now, but I assumed you would do a, a natural first playthrough, because otherwise the pacing will be fucked, and that was the whole point of it. That's the thing. Right. This is my third playthrough of this this year. So yeah, by this point, I'm doing all NG Plus. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a good non-zero chance this becomes two episodes <laughs> uh-huh. of the podcast. So yeah, we uh, start off. Let's just let's just get right into it because otherwise we'll be here all day. Uh, They're gonna be mad at me multiple times. Don't worry. Folks. That's also why all the bosses say this is an easy boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. hey, I marked two of them as being bastardly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's there's quite a stretch in here. Uh, so we start off. We're we're still in France. Uh, we're we're headed to um, Le Havre. Le Havre. Le Havre. I I don't speak French, so neither do I. I but I did it right. Yeah, but no, nobody calls him Brett Favre, do they? Unless they're in oh, Boston. Yes. <laughs> yes, Boston. <laughs> uh, so it's a tiny seaside village. The Brett, um, the Brett Favre five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Did you see that selfie of Brett Favre's cock? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, like, he did get in trouble for sharing pictures of his cock. This is true. I know. That was the joke. Uh, <laughs> real, sorry, I, real, I was real talking while of, you were talking. Real jealous of Nick, I guess. <laughs> hey boy i'm I'm still All mad right. at how that that All viking right. season ended anyway um that was 2010 jesus christ are uh, you secretly cat bailey what the fuck matt no nah, i i've been a been a minnesota vikings fan since i was like 11 you know yesterday i was like i should watch some sports to help pass the time and that's how i found out sports were canceled yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a while chris <laughs> Like the championship for for the NCAA was like going to be on Monday. Sports had some very uh, controversial opinions, and we don't need to get into it. But uh, they have been chased off Twitter. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> we finally yeah. defeated the sports. Hey, remember that time that before we all Rim went shot. into lockdown, a football or a basketball player just rubbed every mic in a fucking press room? That's still hilarious. Yep. And then had he ended sure up did. with the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best I mean, part. Look, I'm I'm okay with that. That was a victimless crime. It's just the press; no one cares. It was like half the locker room, dude. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, you get your first seal heal here, the uh, seal of force, uh, and these are akin to the stat racing seeds from games like Dragon Quest. Pro tip: Don't be like me and use them outside of battle. Uh, like every other item, you get more out of it if you use it in battle with the wheel. It gives you usually like say like one to three points in like vitality or something. In this case, it's it's I believe it's strength. Yeah, yo, getting real fucked up by how the judgment ring slows down over the gradient parts. Now that I have spells with long gradients, <laughs> and then it just immediately accelerates afterwards. Oh, that's weird. That's why you got to play gamble. Is Not, that what Gambler nah. does? Jeez. No, ga- no, Gamble is just one target. That's so weird. And it shrinks smaller and smaller, scaling with the number of your hits, so you cannot cheese it that way like I tried to, and you cannot increase the width of the hit area. Yeah, I for this like first stretch, I kept everything normal. Then like after I got to um like past the, the wine cellar, I changed everything to technical. What and I'll mistake. talk about that more later. <laughs> what, a mis- what a mistake when you get more hits and you don't know it and you just fuck everything up all the time. That oh. that seems like a it, that seems like a mistake. I'm just gonna say based on based on how things went for me. Oh yeah, no, I've I've definitely I've gotten used to it, but there are still certain like things like God fucking help you if you try to do combo magic with like a full speed um ticker on the judgment ring because you have like it's like five small green sections that come up super quickly. And then the the actual like trigger is in like ridiculously tiny. Well, Matt, it does say for skilled players. So you should have known better. <laughs> oh, I, I did fail it like two or three times, but I managed to, to hit it three times. Uh, but I, I, the trick was always using Yuri who has like the, the negative 25%, like the coral pendant or whatever. So like that made it actually possible. But every time I tried to do it full speed, I failed in like, like without like getting halfway through the rig. <laughs> so, uh, Fletch, does Geppetto's um, marionette cast scale with his level? Yeah. Okay, because they're way more expensive and do about the same same amount of damage right now. So I'm like, why would I ever use these? Uh, probably if you don't have like a seal equipped for that particular. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that based on how um, party setup is later. But Geppetto has all of the offensive spells. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, he's... Geppetto's Many things are solid. offensive about Geppetto. This is totally true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Geppetto uh, does love money a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought we were referring to that piece of key art where he's just holding up a naked anatomically correct doll in the form of his dead daughter. Look, it's a real doll. Add what do you want? Ugh. <laughs> That's. I mean, that, you add strings is what you do, yeah, Chris. You he, add strings. He's advertising Ugh. his real doll. You can buy it right now. It's not fake. I make these. Gross. I made this. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's, I made it's true this. both times. I made this and this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, to talk Sorry, about anything else, uh, he, hold, he holds up the doll and says, "I made this," and then gestures to a tombstone and says, oh, "And this." Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Yikes! Listen here, Yuri. How do I keep my kids alive? This is going great. He's not. <laughs> Yuri is not the man to ask. 
Also, I'm sorry for clapping. It looks like a looks like a startup clap. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I can tell the difference, Chris. I've been okay. doing this a minute. It's only season five. Anyway, so uh, if you happen to like wander your way into the absolute farthest corner of town, you'll bump into the the ring spirit again, and it'll give you another attack up. And this was about the moment where I realized, like. This seems, like, really obscure for how important these upgrades are. Like, I, I think this is kind of just a PS2-era RPG design thing, but... And even, like, looking at the notes, some, some of the things I didn't get later on, like, it feels like there's always an element of, like, you just need a guide to get... Like, you know, you want to... You yeah. just want someone to tell you what to do because uh, you're not going to find this on your own. I feel like I have too many already. Like, I feel like you're expected to miss, like, half of half or more of them, because now I feel like I have too many. Like, I don't know where I would put other um, hit number ups. Uh, you can uh, you can get Lucy of those two big hits. That's... Yeah, I mean, They're the attack ups. Big. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I definitely missed a couple of the judgment rings and some of them. Like, when I hit them, I feel like I triggered them by accident. Like, yeah. there are some early in the game where mm -hmm. you will walk through a tight corridor and you're going to hit the trigger. But, like, it's like I mentioned last episode, like, in the in the tunnels, I didn't trigger the judgment ring going to the save point in the middle. I triggered it on the way out. How about the one you only find if you fall off of the light bridge in a specific place and land right on top of it? Uh, no, I did not get that one. <laughs> There's one I in the, definitely uh, didn't get that one. There's one in the southeast corner of the big room with the uh, shop at the ruins, and I found it by falling off that light bridge God. because they bait you in with the uh, alternate path, and I'm like, I wonder if this goes to a treasure chest. It doesn't. You fall off, but you land directly on top of the ring soul, and then Yuri says, hey, how's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, did you miss the cutscene where we fight? We'll get there. Okay, so... I guess the way these work is that there are a fixed number of ring soul cutscenes, and you get whichever one you're. They're not tied to a ring soul location; they're uh -huh. tied to an encounter number. So, uh, if you have enough encounters with the ring soul, you find out that the ring soul is married and has to go hang out with his wife. He doesn't want to talk to you all day, and then next time you meet him, Yuri just opens with, "Hey, how's your wife?" <laughs> no, they they're all tied to a certain location. Oh, they're not tied uh, to number. Uh, oh, so they. No. Oh, that's, that's even so you can miss you can miss chunks. <laughs> that's uh, that's weird. That is weird. Yes. Uh that's that's very yeah, strange. The wife the wife is the second to last one we can get in this chunk. The you are guaranteed with uh overtime and the last one. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is you can't get like what what is there a top limit on how many attacks you can fit? Probably not. It like, seems not like really. the number goes up as the game goes on. Yeah, because like I haven't tried putting more than four on any one person. Uh, oh, like five, I, five is my upper limit. I got five on my man Joachim. Yeah, it gets stupid if you go beyond five, but it's definitely doable. Yeah, but I want to because technical. he has the coolest combo animations. Hmm. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, slowly reining us back into progressing because we're still kind of in tutorial town. Remember how one of the drops from Castor and Pollux last time was the weirdly specific lottery ticket? Oh, the thing I got redeemed for tissues? <laughs> ah, you sucked at the ring, I see. I sure did. <laughs> but also hadn't saved in a couple hours, so not gonna redo that. Uh -huh. Nice. 
Uh, so this is where we first meet the lottery member side quest. There are just going to be people with an increasing or a decreasing number counting down to one and zero who have a judgment ring lottery. If you have a ticket, you can take another crack at trying to win their prizes. And some of these are skippable. They show you their prizes before you do anything, so you can decide whether you want to spend a ticket. Some of these are definitely like, save scum if you must, you need the item here. Because a few of these are one-of-a-kind accessories you can get nowhere else in the game, or some character's best gear. Yeah, and I, I ended up like saves coming you know the interesting thing about uh running this even on um a ps2 is that it actually when you like hit load and load a new save it's actually pretty snappy like it's surprisingly quick for uh, a game of this vintage which made some of the saves saves coming here oh, uh, a lot better it didn't even occur to me that i was in an emulator and could hit turbo mode until i was in the uh the block puzzle portion of this game <laughs> well, well guess what i was i had no turbo mode <laughs> oh my god that has to be so slow <laughs> uh it probably feels really slow to you yes i uh i didn't get any of these uh like i did the lottery i i did not i didn't understand the mechanics of it because every other instance of the judgment ring like it, it follows like the, the rules of the judgment ring typically are, are very kind of uh, uh down the middle like it works this way this is what it does yeah, static behavior. Yeah, like the when you press the button, the ring stops there. That's not how the lottery works. The lottery does the thing where like you, it's spinning and you press the button to stop it, and it like gradually slows to a stop in a way that's hard to predict. Yeah, it's like one sixteenth more of the ring further. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it, and, it is and, pretty close to a full swing, but it's not exactly. Especially when like the the top level uh, prize is such a thin sliver. Fuck you. Fuck but you. That's midway. what my shit looks like all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gamble. We get it. You have a million hit points, and you can miss thirty times, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I have timing down. I was not even entirely clear that you like could control or that there was like if it was rng or if it was like set that you would get a certain thing i i had no idea and so i just kind of didn't bother with this uh other than spending my lottery ticket and getting whatever that's okay i lost an extra five thousand because i missed uh the last slot in a 20 percent markup on an enormous purchase of all the gear upgrades for everybody <laughs> in the party <laughs> mm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> definitely got fucked there uh interestingly like the shop discount ones there's a fixed pattern mm -hmm. for each location so like oh interesting ah. So, like, if you go back to uh, Florence, right, the discount pattern will be the same there every time, but it's different than in a, another store. Each store has a fixed pattern set. That is interesting. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Although I think I think the one in uh, Paris was three and then it becomes I guess, I guess they just shift around a little bit. Well, it's yes, where three, they are yeah. in the ring is yeah, fixed, yeah. is what I mean. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I always shop somewhere where they're not immediately at the start. <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah also like i always make sure to save before doing anything that would involve the ring i found out a new way to cheese out some extra cash which is uh you can always get free heels at the divinarium in florence uh -huh. now oh yeah yep. yeah that that was that was a huge boon uh once we once we get to that <laughs> in like two hours 
Yeah, for the rest of the game, that NPC will just be your in if you need it. Hell yeah. Yeah, because like, I, I feel like the money route on this game is pretty tight. Is it? Like, I don't know. I feel like I, you told me like I last time that I or like whatever. You'll need it. Yeah, you want 100,000 by the end of disc one. I don't I don't know when that is or how far we are from that. But like every time I get like, oh, I get out of a dungeon, I have like six grand. I have eight grand. I do a couple of upgrades. I buy the items I need for the next lose, uh, dungeon. And then I'm three like grand to yeah. a giant cat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like and then I'm like, all right. So I have like four grand. How am I going to get to 100? <laughs> How is that possible? The giant cat is a metaphor for your landlord. Uh huh. <laughs> Fluffy, pink and deadly. <laughs> like a landlord. I think what you mean is a colossal pussy. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yep. Wow, it's like I'm still playing the game. <laughs> Does that make me Yuri? Which one of us is Yuri? I couldn't come up with a hentai joke fast enough. I'm the only lesbian here, so. All right, I guess that wins. Yuri, please introduce us to the plot. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want to be saddled with this. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, you uh, you get into Lahav and. Uh, you need to get a ship to where are we going at this point? We're still trying to we spent like this entire time trying to get to Wales, basically, right? That's still yeah, what's yep. going on. Yeah. We spend a lot of time to get to Wales and then we leave Wales and then we go back to Wales. <laughs> right away. And then we teleport to Italy instantly. Yeah, there, there's a really funny thing that like you can travel back to old locations from the world map and like no time actually passes at all. And it's it's very funny how it's like you go back to um, the guy in France who like told you about the, like the subway tunnels and like what should be like two months later, he's still telling you, Oh yeah, you should just go down there and talk to the engineer. I'm sure he'll let you in. <laughs> anyway. So we're trying to get to Wales uh, and we need to get a ship. The boat captain, however, is not going to take the risk of, you know, taking his boat out unless we give him a whole lot of money. And this is about where I went. Oh, no. Are they going to, like, actually ask me to, like, have a bunch of money saved up because I just spent all my money on this accessory that makes my ring go slower? Oh, dear. But that's not what happens. Instead, you are directed to uh, go talk to the mayor and join his vigilantes. Not what vigilantes are. <laughs> no, no, Kind of the opposite not. of what that is. I think every one of us took a note about that. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> Those are just called the cops. <laughs> They got deputized. Yeah. Vigilantes of the state. So yeah, you, you uh go to the mayor and he he's hiring vigilantes. Vigilantes of the state are called ICE. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say like the suicide squad, right? That's what's going on here. I don't think they're uh, hired. I almost watched that last <laughs> night, but instead I watched Natural Born Killers, <laughs> which holds up. You probably watch Aquaman instead if you need a DC movie. It's pretty fun. No, I'm not gonna do that. Is Yuri the guy with the boomerang? Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, the mayor's hiring vigilantes because he uh, wants to get this bandit. There's this bandit who's been terrorizing the town, and you got to get him. And he says, you know, if you help him get the, get the vigilante, he'll pay you handsomely. So you got to get the ship. You got to get paid. So you're going to go out, and you're going to hunt this bandit. So uh, This vampire luchador bandit. Uh-huh. Very... There's a that dude's a lot. Huge. Yes. Uh, Joaquin uh, is a figure. That walk cycle. 
It's the worst. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, uh, no, it's it like the like amazing waffle. It is trying to walk around it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say something, and you're all going to be mad at me, but it's in a Jesus was telling them the truth and they hated to hear it. Uh-huh. Joaquim's walk cycle is the Chad run. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah? It, you know... Apparently uh, the Chad run doesn't like need to corner very badly because like he gets getting caught on the f- the like the ladders and shit because he can't walk over anything. Well, he just keeps getting his uh giant fucking slab of whatever he's carrying hooked Keep, onto him. Keeps tripping on that dick. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. thank you. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all we all can't be LBJ and Color mm. Taylor and say take it out an extra five in the crutch. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially not in a wrestling outfit. So our next boss battle is Grand Papillon. Yeah, it's the uh, vigilante, the, the bandit that we're supposed to hunt. We just meet him hanging out on a roof, doing an extremely wild monologue. He has big, big luchador vibes, but also like big, like uh, Power Rangers energy in terms he, of like how he speaks about stuff. He very much feels like he walked out of a cutscene from God Hand. He sounds like how I imagine Common Rider talks. <laughs> uh, as the Common Rider expert here, no. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, it's that's definitely how I imagine it. Also, I don't think any of them are just called Common Rider. Uh, yes, actually, the original one is just Common Rider One. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, no, he. This guy is Disgusting super, <laughs> super corny as fuck. Like that's that's his whole aesthetic. Is I am a corny superhero. So when you fight this dude, he's got a he he's got a self heal. It kind of not very good. Uh, carries a uh, coffin with him and uh, is just a vampire and he wears a butterfly mask and he is uh, wind based, which would make it very helpful if you had the earth fusion, which I did not. You mean wind? Oh, yeah, I, yes. think, I think I think this so is the Earth backwards. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he is Earth based, and you want the wind guy, not the. Other I think guys. I did actually have the uh, the wind. Uh, no, the Earth doll uh, as my first. Uh, but this was before I started looking up uh, what affinities things are, because half the time you have no way of knowing. So yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and there are like I, bosses. There are bosses in this stretch where they will use the uh, like the element they're weak to. <laughs> Which just yeah, makes it super confusing. You, that's why. <laughs> and a lot of the time, like the sometimes you're like intuition about, oh, this this looking at this monster, this is clearly a water monster or whatever. Uh, a lot of the time that doesn't work. And Joaquin oh, is just mean, a dude. You mean the wind based giant toad? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that exactly what I mean. There's actually a reason for that. Uh huh. Tell tell me about Naruto Fletch. Uh yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's straight up ninjas. Toads are associated with ninja magic, dude. Okay. And ninja magic is wind, therefore yeah. wind toad. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. Our, I learned something today. So all you really do here is uh, you're a little more defensive. 
it says you can't race him down because he heals, but uh, you can race him down if you already have a uh, dark to like level six with the tier three fusion already, because that's where you put all your points. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jesus Christ. Because that look, that's all I'm doing. And uh, at the, when we end this game, my dude gets uh, when I give him Gale, he gets four turns for every boss turn because that uh, fusion is insanely fast. Oh, wow. At Reasonable. level 10. Just boy, you are beelining everything into one form, aren't you? Absolutely. Why would I not? Why would I want a bunch of weak dudes instead of one really strong dude? All right. I, I'm i sure I will get fucked by this later, but yes. right now, it's great. <laughs> I, I'm going to save that uh, that line for later <laughs> when that comes back up. <laughs> Just the time travel chimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, JoJo's, is a, JoJo's is a little gay. <laughs> yeah, fucking. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Dude, we're doing the planning the JoJo season. Marcus trying to explain JoJo's to Blake, and he says, it's a little gay. And then we're just talking about the Pillar Men for like three months. Yes. <laughs> Worth noting that uh, Grandpa Pillion is apparently related to a character from the last game. It would be great if these notes said how. Uh, the problem is, it's not really interesting. We beat up his brother as part of a quest, and I think he was technically there, so he should know Yuri. Well, he does. He says, don't you want to know who I am? He like he clearly knows who Yuri is. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I basically, had no idea what that line was about. It, well, it's also dumb that Yuri doesn't know, so that's the whole thing. I don't know if they're actually doing anything with that or not. Yeah, well, this is... because it says it's been six months since the ending of the last game, which means it was less than a year ago, and I think I'd remember beating somebody up in front of their brother. Well, it, clearly, because it's coming off the bad ending, they just didn't do that side quest in the canon playthrough. It's... Oh, then, why would he, then why would he know him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh there's a lot of dumb about Joaquin that's all I'm saying yeah he's he's a big slab of meat and that's he's, about all he's got going I love him he's okay. a very well, special boy uh <laughs> yeah uh -huh. he rules dude he's he's very special as in he turns into a bat after you beat him he turns into a bat and flies away do you want to talk about that the mechanics of Joaquin yeah we should because uh this <sighs> this caught me by surprise uh in this stretch okay so you go into his menu, and he has what are called Yoak Rhythms, uh, yes. which is a series of line graphs, one labeled Bat, one labeled Invisible. Uh, yes. And a dot moves along them as you do battles, or maybe as yes. time progresses? Okay, as you do battles. Every battle moves at one. So you'll go from one line to another, and that will transition him between forms from Bat form, which is like a does way more damage and is very fast but has very low health and defense so it's like um you're like glass cannon Joachim. also can't do magic uh-huh also well yeah. that's fine he doesn't have any crests on <laughs> uh why would you ever give him crests he hits like a truck i want him to attack all the time <laughs> reasonable so he can also turn invisible which uh does nothing basically other than enemies won't target him directly he can only be hit by aoe's or he will only be targeted if he's the last party member alive and in the battle where the two lines intersect he becomes grand papillion form where he just gets like a 20 percent boost to all of his stats 
Yeah, it's uh I, I was walking around the uh the mine and section and then all of a sudden I looked <laughs> Yeah, there are items you can uh, change his uh state in yeah. uh that you'll get later. I don't know if you can buy them. No, but two point. of them are in the town with the wrestling ring. You can get the um invisible and the other one. Yeah, I definitely found one nugget. of them I definitely found one of them in the town and one of them in the dungeon. But I, I have no idea when I'm gonna like wanna actually spend those because if you can't get more of them. But the the gist is like I was walking around the dungeon and all of a sudden I look at my menu. I'm like, what's this golden bat thing? <laughs> I love that it changes the name. Uh, and in the menu, if he's in invisible mode, there's just no character portrait. And the uh -huh. name is invisible. And uh, you can still go into the action menu and do because there's a there's a button in the personal yeah. menu named action, which makes your dude do their combos and stuff. You get to see all their poses. And if you do it in invisible, all you see is the moving shadow. It's very good. Yeah. The, the funny thing, too, is like your equipment still stays the same. So you're seeing a bat, but he's holding a fucking mailbox. Hell yeah. <laughs> you don't see that in battle, unfortunately. But supposedly he's still carrying whatever weapon he's got. My man gets it done is what we're saying. Uh-huh. I, for one, know that when I look at my sort of a big kind of a heavy, burly kind of physical-based high HP, like, brawler wrestler character, I look at that character and I go, I wish this guy had a mode where he wasn't getting attacked. <laughs> I want yeah. everyone else in the party to be getting attacked, not this guy. Well, that makes him, that makes him useful to put into combos, like two-person combos. Because he won't, they won't, he can't get knocked out of it. Well, I mean, does that, unless it's a AoE, right? Because like. Well, he'll get hit by the AoE, but he won't, but AoE attacks don't move you. You, but right. Single target attacks move you. There's That's definitely what the arrows AOE, indicate. There, there's definitely AoE attacks that move you. Right. Yeah. That, but those what the arrows are. The AoE attacks knock you up, but they don't, those do not move you out of combo range. The, no, there, there are, there are ones that are like bar knockback hits uh i'm trying to huh. i think because i yeah, have like, a bunch like, of single targets that do knockback but i don't think i have any aoe's that do knockback yeah there, there's definitely a few aoe's that have knockback and i've definitely been hit by like i think it's red rave like i, I can't remember off the top of my head immediately but there are definitely like enemies that have like a big like explosion attack where they just like set off a bomb in the center of your dudes and everyone goes flying. Yeah, like hail oh, break yeah, or something. Earth rot would be the one. Earth right? rot, yeah. Earth yeah, rot was uh, like uh, I used earth rot puts in work. Oh, I I use it a lot <laughs> in this stretch. Mad mad that uh the enemy that comes in groups of like seven is big enough to take up all of your AOE circles, so you could never hit more than one guy. God, yeah, that's that's a complaint I have about this game. <laughs> Also, one last thing we should mention about Joak Rhythms. Uh, you can get him into a specific form and then take him out of the party if you want to save him for boss fights. Wait, does he? Does it matter how many battles he is personally in, or is it just, yes. oh, oh, the wonder he's still a fucking bat. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I stopped using him. <laughs> yeah, Why? Uh, he's so good. Because I didn't like the, I was like 50, 50 HP. I, I ain't fucking with that. I like I don't have enough. Uh, it's like, only for revive. one fight though, right? I don't know. Like for revive spells, like I didn't have the revive spell yet, and I was like, I'm just not looking at it. And then every time I'm just expecting him to turn back into a a dude, <laughs> and I just keep checking my menu and seeing a bat and being like, what the hell oh. is going on? 
also the pedometer doesn't work unless it's on Yuri or whoever character is running around in the dungeon, just FYI. Uh, I'll remember uh, that, but that is way later. Damn it. Um, uh, I did some testing with that right away, and I was like, oh boy, you can get real fucked on this. Oh yeah, oof. Don't put the pedometer on a Geppetto, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Huh. So. And getting all them extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we find out, um, I don't know if we talk about the, the actual plot stuff that happens with Grand Papillon, but. No, uh, no, we, we didn't. Okay, because I, we're not gonna. There's nothing to talk about. Well, well it comes up a little. Well, the, bit the mayor, the 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 mayor is trying to bully this old woman in selling her uh, her wine cellar that supposedly has like uh, some type of treasure buried in it. And uh, the landlord no, is beneath the shop. Oh, it's beneath they the shop. They want to bulldoze the shop. They want to bulldoze the shop. Yes. She also You have to save the orphanage uh, <laughs> because she's also taking care of orphans. Yeah, yeah, he's literally a European luchador who's trying to save orphans. That's the uh, whole joke. Yes, mm-hmm. Com- comrade mayor trying to bully this disgusting landowner. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh. like when you when you find out that because uh, you run into him after you fight him like the next day, and he's just a normal dude, and he's like, yeah, they're trying to they're they're trying to uh, get her to sell. You do a face turn because you well you didn't realize you were being heels but you do a face turn you hand the money back because you were paid half uh in advance which i i i really wanted knowing that i really wish i could have just gone and spent it <laughs> but it, it's a quest item you can't and do that it's quest money it's quest money it was for the ship yeah yeah and then love you have the, to uh what love how the game can do mmt for itself but i can't huh. yeah and then you get to fight uh the all the uh the ver- vigilante moots, uh, and that's a super easy yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're 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 nothing. They're nobody. Mm-hmm. They're nobodies. They're hacks. They'll never make it in this town. Yeah, nobody will care who they are until they put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> but Joaquim already has the mask. So yeah, I do love the fact that the next day cutscene proceeds with the party walking around town, going, "How are we going to find that guy again?" And instantly seeing the entire buff guy who's playing with children without the mask and going, oh, that's the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely him. Ain't nobody else that shape. Yeah, yeah. He he does look like a JoJo's transplant. He does kind of, doesn't he? There's a lot of JoJo's this update. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out uh, the mayor's still not fucking around and... uh, or no no this is where uh, Sapientis Gladio comes in right because they uh, kidnap the kids no not not no, no that's no. the end of the thing yes ah. that is so the mayor kidnaps the kids mayor yeah okay because oh yeah his plan yeah. A you didn't pan out so the mayor kidnaps the kids and he takes them to the wine cellar and that's mm. why you go to the wine cellar and uh, have your next dungeon whose wine cellar is this it's <laughs> so <laughs> big it's the mayor's <laughs> he's a very large mayor he needs much wine. Oh my god! Look, dude. It, it's France, dude. It's a lot of wine in France. What? You can yeah. call it the community wine it's, cellar. I don't we're, care. We're not even in the wine region of France, Matt. It's called sparkling grape juice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, like it's right next to the cheese cellar. Ah <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, we're heading to a to a wine cellar to fight centipedes and shit. Yeah, and, co- and cockroaches. Oh my god. Uh, huge shout outs to how they're all named uh, Gregors. Yes. <laughs> I fucking I love that. 
Before we go on, I want to read the peak stupid description of Joachim in the character notes. Trained as a pro wrestler, this vampire is devoted <laughs> to justice and has dedicated himself to aiding the weak and defenseless of society. Yeah, they just kind of dro drop the vampire thing without anybody commenting on it ever. Yeah, it's just in the description. And I guess you can guess if he turns into a bat, he's probably a vampire. But he doesn't suck any blood. He's a, he's, he can be outside during the daytime. He's a daywalker. Like, there's nothing else that makes him a vampire. I, I imagine this came up last episode if it came up. But the descriptions in this game are wild. And I still can't get over how, like, they just put, oh, yeah, he's evil in Nikolai's description. Oh, yeah. I still Definitely supposed to think up. he's a party member. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the deal with this guy who's three times stronger than the main character is. <laughs> Also, I guess I should point it out because I discovered it in the notes for this episode. It would have come up at the end. This game apparently had an international re-release. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it had the uh, Zodiac uh, job system. Uh, basically, yeah, it was uh, a Square Enix-style re-release with more content. This one did not leave Japan, no European version. So none of it's in English, but apparently at where we end this episode... There's an entire chapter where you get to play as Nikolai, Lenny, and Veronica for a little bit. It seems Aww. like it rules. <laughs> yeah, you just get extra segments where you run around with a party of them doing some of the Sapientus Gladio shit off screen. Boy, my wife managed to only look at the TV when the most objectionable horny content <laughs> was on it. Like, anytime nice. Veronica was on, anytime we were getting a dance uh, was on. Uh-huh. That's, that's <laughs> how it happens, just, Chris. Just stop looking at the TV, like, please. <laughs> like, the one thing that my wife knows about Evangelion is the is when Asuka steps out of the shower and rebuild 2.2. Or the jerk-off scene. <laughs> no, she didn't see the jerk-off scene, thankfully. <laughs> I told my Bayonetta story last week. I this, is why I, again. this is why I need, like, a secret anime slash JRPG black site I can go to. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I just call that work. Uh-huh. Do you know how much of Ideon I watched on the clock? It was a lot. Uh, I wish I could have done that. Wait. I got paid twice. Fletch <laughs> just watching Ideon going, why are you? Why is this good? <laughs> uh, anyway, we're in a wine cellar. We're trying to save yep. some children. Lesbians don't have this problem. Uh, yeah, so... Uh... We're waiting for you to read this, Fletcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, very straightforward layout, incredibly stupid gimmick dungeon. Yeah. Is is there a gimmick? There's, like, a lot of puzzles that aren't puzzles, but that's just uh, most of these dungeons. It, it's not even a puzzle. It's in one room, and there's no encounters in it. It's just go push these two buttens because fuck you. I mean, there's, it's like, some side rooms. Every large room, it. dude. It, yeah. Oh, does yeah. it? Well, yeah. the thing is, uh, well, if you go straight back, you do this in one room and you're done. <laughs> There yeah, are side rooms. If you're getting any of the treasures, you have to keep going around and hitting switches to unlock doors, to lower staircases, to climb a ladder. To I guess I missed one. You don't need to it's do just almost any of it. Very tedious. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's because it's usually for one chest or one extra room. It is a task. These are puzzles in the Zelda definition of puzzles. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this is the most irritating gimmick this update just because oh fuck you no disagree yeah i can't what? okay here's the thing the other ones require me to think about something or engage with anything disagree this is just fine this is adventure game logic find the next pixel to click on to open the next thing yeah i don't know yeah this is definitely the weakest one in this stretch for me 
Uh, I it is the worst in like... terms of least interesting that you think about, not the worst in, in as in I hate doing it. No, I've I've already said where we end this one is the worst in the game for me. But yeah, this I... is one of the worst things the game does to waste your time. I I was gonna say that this is like maybe the one that feels like the least like the most slight of them but there actually is one that is significantly slighter in terms of like being a dungeon and i like that one better Italy because is it cool. is yeah that yeah, yeah i knew it was gonna be a yeah book. it's it's <laughs> shout out we'll to the that. fart book <laughs> oh I, I, actually that's not the one i was thinking of but that that one also oh oh you mean the uh the the island yeah like but that's actually like a weird what I'm what I found in this game is that I appreciated the dungeons that were not dungeons better because so I, I have this thing in in video games in general where if I'm in like a dungeon, if I'm in like a space, I really want to like be able to map and contain that space in my head. It's not really even a matter of like, oh, I feel this compulsion to find all the secrets or anything. It's literally just. I have to go down every path and know what's down that path and be able to keep track of that or else I feel deeply anxious about things I might be missing. Yeah, and this is the genre where that is like the most explicitly like you thankfully you can come back to these areas if you want to beeline it and then worry about that stuff later, but That's very hard yeah. to do yeah. in Shadow Hearts because you don't know when you're going to screen transition because there's no indicator on the map. Yeah, exactly. That, that is that is a thing like that's not yeah. like you're right about that, but that's just not how my brain works. In all these dungeons except for a few that are like barely dungeons and that's kind of why I like them. Uh the layout is just so hard to keep track of. It just feels very the way the rooms connect and the way kind of the, the mini-map are like, I can't quite pin down what it is, but the way the camera angles are, the way the kind of a, a fixed background stuff works, it just, I'm always low-key kind of anxious in these dungeons. Yeah, like, like you... I can't put it together in my, I could not put yeah. the wine cellar together in my brain if I yeah, wanted to. Just, like, I just can't fit the pieces together. It all looks the same. The space. Well, that's mm -hmm. part of it is that, uh, yeah, it all looks the same. The orientation, like, on the map changes, like, which cardinal direction you're facing in a room. And it's like, yeah, you, there really should be, like, a master map or, like, a larger, like, full area map that you could zoom out and look out, look at, like, the whole setting. And you don't have that. All you have is the mini map. And, yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating. Rich people in their wine cellars in quarantine be like. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think also, like, there is a weird, this kind of goes back to the, in a way, like, uh, it really doesn't, but, like, I, I kind of, I wonder if there's a thing, like, uh, some kind of, like, grand fucking theory of Shadow Hearts I could put together, tying back to, like, the, the weird survival horror roots of this thing, well, pseudo-survival horror roots, uh, but, like, Anxiety is kind of a watchword for me in terms of my experience with this because there is the dungeon just like the anxiety of not being able to map these areas out in my head effectively. And then the judgment ring system I found was also just sort of like it really was like like every time I go into a ring I'm like tensing up because it's not you know I I was just playing like kind of with the standard ring I I wasn't really modifying it too much uh you know, I didn't put on Gambler or switch to Technical or anything like that. But 
it wasn't too hard or anything. Like it's a very straightforward mini game. You can just hit the things, but there's always just this like the way the system works. You really need to be setting like chaining these big combos together, and if you miss a button press, you're kind of fucked. And that just sort of like always keeps me on edge every time I need to do the ring. And then when it's done, I get to like breathe a sigh of relief and be like, oh, okay, I didn't fuck up this step. Now, now onto the next step. I, I, I'm going to fuck up. Yeah. Did you try the auto ring? No. The auto ring turns it into just a regular JRPG. I've, I'm not about that. Fuck that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm always like anxious running around these places because, at least for the first stretch of this, I'm always very thin on um, materials, and I'm usually like running on fumes in terms of like MP and like healing by the end of uh, end of this stretch. And like, if you run around too much, you get into a ton of battles, and you know, if even if you're running away from them, like I did in the subway if you you still get surrounded every now and then and get blown the fuck up <laughs> buddy let me tell you about the time i got surrounded by seven of those fucking eye things and they were all oh. on, and uh oh. then they all did a giant combo and killed everybody but yoakim who was invisible and escaped with two hp holy shit <laughs> holy After, shit like not saving four hours oh boy yeah that dungeon oof. uh it's it's a log one i was glad i didn't have to worry about that oh, so uh very very long very hard yeah, so let's get uh, to the end of this dungeon, since there is... <laughs> yes. So, well, we're, we're, we are cutting content out of the back portions as we go and cannibalize it early. Yeah, that's true. So, we find the mayor and the, the cronies. They are knocked out. Uh, Shoutouts to the one guy who is not unconscious. And if you examine him, it says he is uh, trying very hard to act like he's unconscious. Yep. <laughs> Veronica is there and was behind the whole thing. I don't know why. Why? Is she just trying to get so you? So she seeded, she seeded the lie about the treasure to try and lure us out because but she figured the treasure is real. Well, yeah, but it's not the treasure that he's thinking of, and Sapientus Gladio doesn't know the Solomon's key exists. Oh, so he, so he thinks it's like the book that we get. The novelty the book, book we get is a real treasure. Yeah, I know. He that. thinks there's a fucking gold doubloon treasure chest oh, the mayor, shit yeah, under yeah. the shop. Yeah, okay, like, this is fucking, like this what is the dumb. mayor was what is the mayor gonna do with the Solomon's key? <laughs> like really? Yeah. Yeah, and I it's a good you know, game. It would play it. It wouldn't surprise me if um like if Sapientes Gladio knew about Solomon's key though, because it's like these guys are trying to hunt after like really rare, you know, magical manuscripts. It does kind of like seem that. up their alley. So they don't, they don't because I'm just going to discuss this now. Solomon's key is part of a three-pronged quest to get the most powerful magic in the game. One thing which involves trying to fucking body King Solomon, Master of Demons. Hell the yeah. The biblical figure. Uh-huh. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, he's an optional boss. Cool. Who is uh, an optional boss, honestly? Uh, I could name one other person who is, but it's a giant spoiler. I won't. Well, we have an optional boss right here, which is, is it Veronica. Francis? Do we kill Francis? Is she in? No. I don't know if she's an is optional boss. Is his name Francis boss. or Roger? I don't know which one it is now. I just know I always say the wrong it's one. It's Roger, Roger Bacon. Bacon. Fuck! Just say Bacon. <laughs> we'll all know who we're talking about. Okay. Bacon boy. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Before we... Yeah, that's what I... <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. what I was thinking when Matt said that. 
I refer to uh, him as Roger in the notes where able because that's easier to remember. So anyway, we have a non-optional boss in front of us. Uh, two of them, actually. You fight Veronica first in a one-on-one with uh, Joachim as Grand Papillon. And they... Oh. Uh, that that cut scene. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they definitely... Like, you know, you, you get just like this cut scene of kind of uh, Veronica and uh, Joachim just sort of camping at each other. Just like in this yes. weird, like... Uh, uh, stock wrestling character off and honestly it is it's weird to me how common not super common but like video games like dominatrices like it just it comes up a weird amount in video games as a whole for how much they like dominatrices they really don't seem to understand like what is appealing about a dominatrix either like as a king thing but also just in terms of like a personality like like there, there's Did you no play yakuza zero no oh Okay. You might have fun. <laughs> There's a uh, there is a side quest where you get this uh, very like shy Ray character who you basically have to teach be a dominatrix, and it involves uh, trying to do that in on a uh, playground in front of children in coded language. There's a lot. It's a lot. You should check that out. Check it out on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Yakuza Oy. sounds like a lot in general. That sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Spent eight hours racing pocket cars instead of doing the plot. Kiryu is the most wholesome man who never fucks. <laughs> uh, well, Kiryu doesn't know what sex is, but he really wants you to believe he does. But he's had I don't enough think of he it. even wants you to believe he does. <laughs> I just don't think he knows. What's that? What's that fucking? What's that sec- incredible sex meme about Kiryu? I posted, buddy. I haven't had. I'm sure, I've had enough sex, and it's none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, Catholic vibes. Anyway, the first time I did this fight, because spoiler alert, I repeated the fight. Uh, I like spent three turns buffing up Joaquin because he had a bunch of buffs, and I was like, uh, so "Someone said something about this being SMT, like and how important buffs are." I'm just gonna like, you know, stock up and just, you know, be a very strong wrestler. Uh, and it for just, almost it every was not... fight in the game, but the one you did it. Yes, it is. It is very much unnecessary here, and I just wasted a bunch of time and took more damage than I needed to because I was fucking around with buffs. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of a bummer too because of the sanity point system that you in solo fights like this you end up like turning in like about to turn insane because uh, or like go berserk because you spent like two turns buffing and then you had to heal afterwards and then you start attacking. Buddy, my entire team went berserk in a single turn against fucking uh grail gazer because uh-huh. i was set up for a combo and uh-huh. then he did the big hail aoe oh you did that which too is mo- uh-huh <laughs> i uh i we'll, we'll probably get into this as we get into boss fights but like my strategy for every boss was basically just kind of like okay i'm gonna come in i'm gonna set up a big combo i'm gonna do like half-ish the boss's life in one big combo and then i'm just gonna kind of be trying to get my team together into a position where I can do another one and actually win, which takes up most of the fight. And Karen fucking goes berserk three times because she has no sanity. It's it's dude. Karen sucks so much. <laughs> yeah. She, she's definitely like the least sane <laughs> uh, person. And, and it's, it gets very frustrating unless you're like playing super yeah. optimally or that's you why have, like, they really were so levels. All the Germans have low sanity points, and that's why they were so vulnerable to National Socialism. So, um, Ugh. there's actually something about that, which, keep <laughs> no! in mind, that the, 
at the end of this update, only one person succumbs to a horrible curse in a horrible dungeon? Who is it? Mm -hmm. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I love Uh, that they go after the Day of the Dead novelty book. Yes. Oh, God. There's actually more canon to that I will get into later. Yeah, so that's not the whole boss fight. Uh, There's an actual boss fight afterwards uh, where you fight Mersault, which is a massive toad, and he has... Very large boy. He's a very, very large With four human arms? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. Uh, but also, uh, he's got a, he's got friends. My, my child says, he, that, my child says, that reminds me of Lord Garmadon. I've heard that name and I can't place it. Lord Garmadon is an evil Lego Ninjago villain who has two torsos stacked on top of each other in four arms and is just it voiced by Justin Thoreau. Ha. Huh. <laughs> ha. Huh. Right, right. That's that is my the... that's my child's reference instead of like Goro for people with four arms or Machamp. Um, Ma- no, <laughs> no one thinks about Who's that. I think about Machamp all the time. Machamp is a Pokemon. I okay. Yeah, that's only why I don't know that. that only perverts like. <laughs> there, there's Guilty a lot as charged. of Pokemon that are just weird muscle men. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but anyway. So this toad has a couple of buddies. It's got a centipede with him. It's got a Gregor with him. Uh, you want to kill them immediately because they will combo and it sucks. Uh, so try to kill them. And even if even if they don't, the first time I did this fight, I wasn't able to finish off the Gregor on my first turn. Uh, and it just immediately uh, put a fizz attack buff on the toad, which was not great. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, ads in boss fights are like, they'll just buff the hell out of the... Uh, out of the boss, like the main boss, which uh, makes They're it a no lot good. worse. They gotta go. They gotta go. I spent 25 minutes here uh, in this dungeon, probably probably about 25 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, putting on an extra level, which worked out a lot. Yeah, I, I still was, like, slightly underleveled and tried to bum rush this one, and I barely got through. It, it was messy as hell, and thankfully, like, after that, I kind of got over the hump and didn't have as much trouble for the rest of the stretch. Yeah, I was, like, level 10, so it was... Uh... This boss was smooth sailing. Yeah, I think I, I started at like level eights and nines to start. And by the end of it, I was like 14. Oh, at the end of this section, I'm like level 16. Yeah. Yeah, that's about where I wound up. 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I, uh, according to one of my early playthrough notes, I was a 20 at the end of this dungeon that we're recording to today. Oh, are boy. you the guy? Are you the guy who writes all the guides who recommends that you be five levels higher than the boss? <laughs> No, it's because I'm actually going for all the treasures. Did any well, of you I got have all the... the... Yeah, I have all the treasures. I think I got Did most you guys of them. have the two anti-paralysis things in this dungeon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had okay. I had at least one of those. I, I didn't even use them because I killed the boss so fast it never came up. All right. Yeah. Well, those are also handy all fucking game. I forgot to equip them after I uh, restarted the fight. Uh, I should actually just... So, I actually, like, just did this fight first try i actually was like i got caught in one of those rpg failure loops where i was just like constantly trying to keep my team alive and just sort of like win that this seems more rough in this game because not only do you yeah. have to do the phoenix down in the healing it's also taking up sanity points which uh-huh. are low yeah exactly yeah. no the death spiral was... is a real thing it seems like a very offensively oriented game it, it was it was a problem and that's actually exactly why even though I did actually beat the boss and I beat it with everybody alive and nobody berserk. So everyone got their experience, but I was like, I 
wasted too many fucking items on that and I can I know I can do it more cleanly, so I'm just gonna fucking do it more cleanly. Uh and I did, but not actually by that much. It it didn't restarting the fight didn't really pay off. Uh are you always using fusions? Yes. Okay. In boss fights. I was gonna say because that's important because uh you should do them all the time. Yeah. Because you get a free action right away, so it's really just raise my stats. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy has no multi-target attacks, so if you take out his buddies, he can't combo, and it makes it a lot easier to keep an offense up. At that point, the biggest issue in this fight is that he has the paralyzed status effect, but you've just been given two free accessories that nullify it. Oh no, King Solomon's key is a pun also. Yeah. Fuck. Gross. Yeah. Like a map key, a legend. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what it's called? He, well, no, it's called King Solomon's Key, but it did not occur to me that it was also like a key as in a map legend, not just a key to power, like a metaphorical key. Oh, I always know it as like the lesser, uh, the lesser sea of Col- or lesser key of Solomon was just the name of the book. No, it's it's just it, it's literally it's called that because you use it to unlock King Solomon's keyhole. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like a physical key, but in this case, also like a pun key. You've heard of a keyblade? We've got a key book. There we go. <laughs> uh, Shadow Hearts confirmed as Kingdom Hearts. You know, I, I've tried to Google things in Shadow Hearts and got all Kingdom Hearts results. <laughs> That's not fun. That's what you get. Huh. You deserve that for your browser history. Yeah, every, I mean, <laughs> you know, it. That's what you get when you're making your game about everyone's favorite Disney character, Roger Bacon. Mm-hmm. Remember that time that Donald summoned something from outside of space and time to try and kill the Pope? Good times. I wish. Just Donald Duck summoning in an Ezio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good joke on many levels. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Donald Duck has an Etsy page where he'll summon demons for you. It's That was eBay. That was the paranormal section of eBay, <laughs> and I miss it. I absolutely bought so many things off of that for like three bucks. I uh, have written down in my joke seed document Etsio store. Nice. <laughs> I still have uh, the handy tome Gay Witchcraft Empowering the Tribe. So if I ever need to cast a spell to cure AIDS, which is a thing in that book, I have it around. Well, we all thought it was Reagan's fault, but actually Fletcher has been too lazy to go buy some components. Get. <laughs> send, send that my way. I, I think. Uh... You outbid Ronald Reagan, and that's what happened like, in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> He was gonna Mommy, do it, Fletch. Mommy, the witches, <laughs> the witches are undercutting our nation. <laughs> Thank you to listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice. If you want to support our podcast, we are part of the Pitch Drop Podcast Network, along with uh, other shows you should check out, such as being Jim Davis and Bocono Stop. There are two versions of Bocono Stop. There is a free version and a completely different version that is for patrons only. If you want to listen to that and get other cool benefits like joining our Discord, 
please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or tentacle.pro and uh, give us a few bucks. And of course, ratings and reviews are always welcome. Thank you. So by croaking the toad, we humble the mayor and his crony, and Joaquim is free to come with us now that he's uh, no longer guarding the shop. Yep. And now we actually get uh, the King Solomon's key. Uh, so it turns out the uh, the old woman found this book, said, this looks weird, you should have it. And it tells you where all 72 of Solomon's demons were sealed. And this is basically like a little mini game, like riddle mini game that you use. Yeah, it's like an, one of the neighbor's puzzles, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you go into uh, the menu and it has a map and there are a bunch of spots that are based off of uh, the different elements. And you take crests that uh, relate to that element. They have the little descriptions of each crest, like the demon that the crest represents, and then a little description of the area. And like, so you have to kind of figure out what is the the description of the different demons where they are relative to each other and relative to like what you can see on the map, which is like pretty ornate and sometimes can be a little bit vague about like, Oh, is this, is this just the sea or is this like the whirlpool you need to put the mermaid in or whatever. But if you put them all together, you get like a huge buff to those crests. Huge. Yeah. I actually, I, I like this puzzle a lot it, cause it's definitely got like some like, logic grid energy right like it is one of those like you know uh tammy doesn't want to sit next to johnny or whatever and like you know kind of a uh, uh like doing the calculus of like oh who who's sitting in what order or whatever but like it has a little bit of that but it's also got some more intuitive logic of like you know kind of a uh, uh, trying to match to like okay well what does what do the symbols on this map mean what does the like what what's the interpretation of this visual to what's in the text i think i think probably this is how it works out like when you get this you like kind of have enough to do one of them off the bat and i did it right away and was like oh yeah yeah this is that was neat yeah I'm glad i did that yeah yeah i think you you have enough to finish the earth one when you first <laughs> get this i forgot yes. to look at it until the end of the play session for this the forest of passion yeah I used all of my uh, professional programming skills, which is also known as being okay at Google, to uh, solve this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I unlocked it just going for it. Uh, but I unfortunately, I still I don't think I still have enough crests to do a second one just yet. Nope, but I definitely uh, just put all of the ones that I had where they go already. <laughs> okay, so it's it's possible to have already filled three pages by the end of the session. Thanks, GameFAQs. Oh, wow. Well, you would have to have not failed the lottery t multiple times. Yeah, you would have to get a couple of things off the lottery, and you would have to be getting stuff out of every chest. And I think you have to get one from a pedometer? Um, I don't have any pedometer rewards yet, so... Okay. Yeah, it's at some point I'm going to do, like... I don't know, before next session, if I'm going to just do a clean sweep of, like, look up where the crests I missed are and just go get those. Oh. Definitely just going to have to look up all the side quest information uh, probably later today. Uh-huh. Once you get Solinsky, you uh, you get to go uh, get your boat and go off uh, 
go off to Southampton, but uh, before you do that, you get access to a bunch of side quests. I did not do any of these. I had no idea any of these were there. You uh, can go back to the wine cellar and do a new wolf fight uh, for Blanca. Uh, this is where they get very explicit about the whole thing being a fighting game gag, uh, because the wolf you fight is apparently just Terry Bogard. Uh, but uh, I... Listen, I would never in a million years yep. think to go back into a dungeon unprompted, so fuck it. Yeah, no, it's it's a really weird choice because, like, the first one you fight is in town, and in Florence, like, you'll run into another one who's in town, and then a bunch of the other ones are just hanging out at where the bosses were. Like, it's, uh, it's like the same thing Persona 4 Golden oh, yeah. did, where there's, like, an optional boss at the end. Uh, we, and it sucked ass there too yeah but at least in those you can like get through the dungeon without fighting anything pretty easily this you had to go through the entire fucking dungeon i again. mean the like yeah, that that was a thing in the the original release of persona 4 2 and like oh yeah okay to me that always made a little more sense just in terms of like the game does actually like kind of point you towards it and it's fairly like consistent like every time you finish a dungeon you will be able to go back to the dungeon and there will be a new bonus boss that'll get you a new and you do it so teddy will shut the fuck up about it uh-huh yes exactly this is very which to me that that's very different from uh you beat the wine cellar and then you go back and terry bogart but a wolf is here for you to beat him up i guess yeah, i hate that eat shit <laughs> Yeah, I've I've done three wolf bouts now, and I all it's given me so far is uh, upgraded soul comet. Well, yep. that's huge, also, right? Because yeah. uh, like um the giant stone guys in that last dungeon, it wrecks those because uh, the wolf is like. Hello, hi. What are you whispering, Matt? Uh, that wasn't that... me. Oh, sorry. Oh. That... That was me. Oh, sorry. I said I said fuck. I said fuck those oh. guys about the stone. Uh, stone yeah. dudes are they, fucking, they suck shit. Uh but it lets you because uh Blanca's weapons, even though he is like his stats are geared towards magic, his uh weapons still push him to be stronger physically, and that converts your physical stats into magic damage, which bypasses their huge uh defense stat. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. It's like a it's like a, it's like why you would use Joachim's abilities. They convert your physical damage into magic to bypass physical resistance without making your character fucking useless, which is what would happen otherwise. Yeah, and it's so still like Lucia. 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh man, Lucia. Well, you don't use no one uses drain touch, you use the other thing. Yeah, yeah, drain touch isn't good. It's like you get like you 20 you, with ma- uh, you get thing. like do, do 20 damage and get like 20 hit points. Woohoo. No, you use the other thing that makes the uh, Grail and Stargazer fight extremely easy because the ads can be immediately ejected out of the fight. Oh, I don't I I did not have that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, dude, it rules. You just knock them up, hit them like two times, knock them up into the air and then eject them from the fight with like a baseball hit okay. like a baseball home run sound and oh. everything. Oh, did you get that from uh Fighting Gamma? Yeah, okay. I got the second one. Also, I haven't, I haven't fought, I haven't been able to beat Gamma yet because I tried it once and just, I was a bat, and then I was like, "Just what do the your fuck? block, just do your block." You take like two damage a hit. Who cares if you block? All you get, well, you have to survive the first hit, which is hard as bat. <laughs> yeah, I I went and did that fight, uh, and I just like went into the fight, and he immediately ejected me from the ring, and I was like. Oh, okay. I guess this is just a thing I'm supposed to come back and do later. Um, it only ejects you if you can't survive the damage. 
So it's like a it's like 120 damage, and if you have more hit points than that, you only take like eight damage. You don't take the knockout damage. I think you also, if you have Leopold's bear, it uh, stops the instant death. That might actually be what happens. Yeah, I think that makes yeah, way Leonard's more bear. sense. Yeah, yeah, Leonard's bear. Like, uh, there's a there's an item you can get that stops you from instant deaths, which is also what helped me with the the boss fight at the end of this with the gazers. Oh no! Yeah, those, it's like a teddy bear. Those dudes, I just ejected from the fight immediately. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to just push us forward since we're talking about Southampton now. Yeah. There's also a lucky chest game in this cellar, which is a randomized match game that will earn us the second stud card. Now get on the boat. Yeah. By the way, you can look at the stud cards. I didn't get realize boat, that Shinji. at first. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Are they in your inventory? They're in your key inventory, and they show you the okay. pictures and every and descriptions. It's very funny. It's very good. Yeah. It's the second menu. Yeah, because I wanted to check there for something else. The menus in this game are something. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of the funny stuff hidden there. So we're we're in Southampton now. We're in England. Uh, and there's a big storm going on. Uh, and so uh, we find ourselves outside of a uh, bar brawl. And we go into the bar and we meet a recurring character from the series, uh, Masaji Kato. Which I said it. I said it one way, really Japanese, the other way, very English, because I've. Ugh. But uh, yeah, he's a Japanese diplomat who met Yuri in the uh, last game. And this is like this is an interesting uh, exchange that they have. Like they like they both talk about how like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, you haven't died yet. Oh, good for you. Uh, and then they get real sad about how they both lost somebody uh, important to them off screen. My man has the most powerful chin, by the way. Oh, dude, this guy is fucking the biggest square jaw. Like you thought you think Yokim has like the the biggest jaw in this no absolutely not big big paul vibes you meet this dude and he they don't really give you the shadow hearts one context i'm sure there is some but like you kind of get that like okay he's a special agent of the japanese imperial navy and i just immediately kind of like cocking like and like doing like like gears turning in my head of like uh, okay not world war ii but not far from world war ii and i don't I'm not versed enough in the history of Japanese imperialism to speak to it. So I really, I'm not going to, I'm not going to attempt to, but like reasonably confident that uh, the Japanese Imperial Navy circa 1915, not a, not great uh, as an organization. uh, Well, uh, spoilers, the annexation of Korea was 1910. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh Uh-huh. Also, I'm just going to ruin this for you since I think it's next update. He is going to betray us. Oh, who could have known? There were only way too many ellipses. I was like on a coin flip of whether or not he was going to join the party. Dog, I don't know. The second you say Sapientes Gladio, he starts, he gets weird. Yeah. You know your homie is in the (laughs) Sapientes Gladio. Yeah, yeah. He definitely like has a reaction and then pretends like he doesn't know what that is. Hey. You can already figure out by the end of this update how that's going to go down. <laughs> if you think about how he's similar to one of our party members. I'm not going to think about it. Okay. Uh, what? Is he a vampire also? No. Hey, if okay. you don't want to be spoiled, you two, uh, close your ears for 30 seconds since Autumn's not right. coming back. I mean, I, sure. I have to edit it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to use the book. <laughs> uh, oh, the book. Oh, to bring back the person he lost. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He's an idiot. It goes very well for him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So while while you're in this uh, bar slash hotel, 
you hear from the townsfolk that the road up to Cardiff, which is along your way to Wales, is closed uh, due to a landslide. Good. <laughs> I'm going to take your word on that. Uh, Fuck Cardiff. <laughs> um, but, they of course. In... Cardi B is from there. <laughs> Cardiff B. <laughs> Even more cursed. Even more cursed. Uh, but, uh. Luckily for us, there's another uh, video game staple, a mine, which you can take from uh, Southampton all the way to Wales. This is like the second reason. mine, and the wine cellar is almost a mine. Yeah, it's almost like the third one in a row. It's uh, kind of a huge bummer. Uh, you can call it a subway, but really, it's a mine. Yeah, yeah. If you go upstairs, there's a stud card uh, in one of the rooms, and um, Kato is in one of the other rooms. You can talk to him some more. But yeah, they basically said uh, some big accident happened in the mines. There's a lot of monsters running around, uh, which means uh, we have a dungeon coming up. And that's pretty pretty much it. You do get kind of some uh, interactions with your party members. Uh, you know, you get to, to hang out with Tipsy Karen and Napping Blanca. As well mm-hmm. as Intoxicated Geppetto, my favorite. <laughs> uh, he, he gets super wasted. Uh, and Joaquin just like passes out on the bed immediately relatable except not relatable because who can fall asleep so we get some cutscenes here while yuri sleeps and it turns out he still has the ghost of jean haunting his heart the the most incredible thing about this is yuri winds up in the graveyard he sees the the ghost of a dead his uh dead girl his dead friend uh, the little girl in his soul, and he just the way you gr- he greets her is just to say, "Yo, that's incredible." <laughs> uh-huh. I, I also like that you get uh, the little girl haunting his heart immediately after a conversation where he's like, "I don't feel regret anymore." Uh huh. Sure you don't. And then the little girl tells him uh, that he's a sad boy with no friends and no one loves him. Yep. And your options are to deny it or say yes, at which point she drags you for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, nope. like, I don't know. Do, do these uh, responses nope. count? Okay. Nothing about them is counted. It's just how you play, Yuri. It's purely role-playing. Okay, that's good. Uh... So the next morning, uh, we get a whole bunch of side quest upgrades in town. The Magimel brothers are here if you need more doll clothing. Only buy the kite string weapon upgrade because everyone else's gear is going to be upgraded for free over the course of the next dungeon and change. I don't know. Fuck it. I just bought them all. It's fine. I saved a bunch of time that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up picking up most of them, but then selling them for money. Uh, so I probably didn't come out ahead, but it wasn't that big a loss. But yeah, like if you're if you're if you're like min maxing. Yeah, that's what you do. We also meet uh, Joaquim's master, the great Gama, here. This is where we begin his wrestling quest we were half talking about last time. You can do two rounds of it this early. You only really are able to clear one for the most part. And whether or not you win, leaving that area, you will see that Joaquim sources his weapon upgrades on the cheap. Oh, it's incredible. This scene's incredible. Uh-huh. Okay, you do it. No, you tell me about it. I don't remember it. I just love it. I know. I, 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 can, I can describe it. Don't uh, worry so, about it. So, like, yeah, there's this wrestling ring in the back of Southampton, the Southampton area, and in a corner of it is a locker, like one of those, you know, lockers you had in, like, gym class. And 
He looks at it. It's like, oh, conveniently with a bunch of tape exactly around the area he holds it on. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) And he goes, look at this. It's smelly. It's dingy. It's like it's dirty and it's perfect. (laughs) And he just picks it up and carries it off with him. (laughs) And Yuri's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yuri is like, this is theft. You are stealing. (laughs) And this is a running gag every time. A hero uses whatever he can find nearby. And he goes, don't you be a poor. Sounds like a poor hero does that. Listen. Uh, My man doing classism. Listen, I steal the souls of demons and transform into them. But I don't fucking steal. That's over the line. I don't Uh interrupt the postal service. That's the next (laughs) one. I forget where that is. I don't think I added it to notes. But his next upgrade is a post box, which is straight up a red British post box. Wales and Yuri two. does go, yo, there, there are letters in that. People need <laughs> the mail. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's, like, got a big slab of concrete at the bottom, but it's not, like, it, thankfully for him, it's not, like, actually, like, bolted to a sidewalk. It's just leading next to uh, Roger Bacon's uh, weird uh, lab. Do you think that would stop him? Joachim is basically no. a pillar, man. No, he he'd probably kick it over. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a very good gag, and it also means that you definitely never have to buy weapons for him, <laughs> but you can. Joachim does have ominous dubstep energy. You find them all before a dungeon and can buy them after that dungeon. So uh, get fucked if you didn't pick it up. Uh huh. I mean, you can go back and grab it if you run into it or you notice it later. I found the locker like I definitely on a natural run through the area. I didn't find it, and then when I was looking up, like, wait, how do you? beat this gamma dude which, which we haven't described him he's a chunky south um asian guy uh, man is a, a little problematic is all i'm gonna say about it he's got a big mustache he's got a turban <laughs> i was gonna say think of the turbaned gentleman whose name i forget from punch out that's him he's kind of iron chic is kind of what he's what he is except like campier which i guess i guess he's that's like, saying something <laughs> he's like if the wwe decided that their new gimmick wrestler was gonna be a genie yes yeah. Well, and his weapon's like a statuette. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like one of those uh, Native American like cigar holders, but if it was like a musketeer. Yeah. Now he's a lot. He is a lot. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. and he's just as like corny and over the top as uh, Joachim is. Joachim, so like, yeah. you you know where he got it from. <laughs> I I don't know what the tone of this game is i don't understand it it's all over the place that's the thing this is the one that first starts leaning in on being a farce instead of being a horror game so here also we can pick up another fucking opera stanza for karen and uh used to get from talking to an npc uh that makes that makes me mad because you got to talk to everyone yeah i i barely mentioned those because her quest sucks yeah you guys just have to talk to every npc in the game yeah yeah, you don't get any scene out of it. You don't really hear the music. It's just like, okay, you found it. Oh, here, I read this. I'm done with it. You could have it. Yeah, yeah. who's just walking so, around with that in their pocket? A piece of it. A, it's not even so, a Just book. one page. The one you get from this is like, okay. The one after this, I actually do kind of like, just because it's a really good combo starter. Mm. Yeah, I, they're, they're all very German names. <laughs> we're we're yeah. never going to re- remember what they are. Powering her up is not bad. I mention it for a reason, but the actual quest sucks. It's just talk to people and occasionally someone hums a snatch of something and you write it down and boom, that makes you a better swordswoman. 
Well, I mean, or you could just use a guide and look them all up. Well, in normal gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I found this guy, uh, you know, because I do talk to every NPC because they've taught me that I have to at least see what they say. And, and I, they I have got cool that. Names. And sometimes they have funny names, yeah. Uh, and I, I definitely picked this up. And I also picked up the uh, piece of straw. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the worst quest in the game, the trading quest. Specifically, we're going to talk about it in more detail when we get to the next leg of it. But this is where it begins with a fucking rich dude who is a straw merchant telling you, ah, you should take that thing that fell out of my pocket. This will get you your humble origin, blah, blah, blah. We're going to just keep talking to people all game, but there's an FU twist. I got this straw and I was just immediately like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Never going to save the environment with uh, with that kind of rejection of straws. Shut the fuck up, liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're just trying to support a local businessman who's trying to make a hat. No, Matt, I'm trying uh, to use this reusable straw. I'm upsetting oh, with this straw. Oh. We hit the marks. We uh, pulled that one off. Uh, so. Look, it's it's a very drinkable hat. As planned. It's a very drinkable hat. Again, if you used episode titles on this show. I'm going to. We're not, you, no, we're not. Stop it. Oh, it. I did it once. No, you're gonna you're gonna I'm gonna go change that one back later in the CMS. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> we are forbidden. Uh so we're going to the mine now, the, the Rhonda mine. And uh it's very much a mine. Uh it's I think it's a little more straightforward than uh the subway tunnels. Like it's a little less infuriating in terms of how far each branch goes. But at the same time, there are sections in this mine where it's too dark to see, and you're trying to basically find the lifts that bring you down to a room that has a lantern in it so you can get out. Like that's the gist of it. The layout of this dungeon is really weird to me because it's actually very simple. Uh once you like get to like get into it. Like like if you were to like kind of map it out, you would realize that like, oh, this is like this is just like a lot of dead ends. Like there's not really a complicated like this is just one or two dead ends and a path forward. So what it is is it's it's a severe a series of if you mirror an F and attach another a capital F and attach another one to the lower mm-hmm. branch, that's what it is. There's dead ends directly to the south and on the topmost west branch. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me the thing with it is just that like all those dead ends, all those like other routes, like they're all so, so long. fucking long. Like it's it's just like extremely long winding dead ends that almost seem to it almost seems designed to like oh the dungeon's not actually that difficult not that complicated in its layout it's it's very simple but we're going to make you feel as lost as possible by just having you run down these extremely long twisty samey corridors and moving the camera so that you just can't be oriented ever unrelated at one point during this dungeon i got into a fight and then my cat jumped from this stupid loft but that's next to my computer i won't get it i I hate it uh but a cat jumped down onto my uh, desk stepped stepped on my tab key and activated the turbo mode on my emulator which i did not know what the hotkey for that was and i was like very confused why things were suddenly fast all of a sudden and why the sound was being weird this was also the first time joachim had a changed into a different form for me yes yeah, and i didn't know what that mechanic was uh-huh so i was just sort of like i don't 
what's happening? Like, I thought it was a weird status effect thing at first because, like, I went to go Uh change my party, and I—that's how I when I noticed it, and I'm like, he's a bat. What? What the hell? And for some reason, I had trouble like trying to actually just switch the party out, switch them out of like the party configuration. I don't know what the hell it was. It was like I was pressing the wrong buttons. Bad. It's not a good interface. Really, like, yeah, I. I like the idea of, oh, we're going to, like, let you set up party configs and swap between them easily. But, like, the way they have set that up is the most obtuse way possible. You and everyone else on this podcast likes the idea of setting up lots of different party configurations and swapping between them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah you could. I mean, it's nice you can swap them on the fly as you're running around. You just hit the shoulder buttons. Like, I think the left shoulder buttons and you swap your party. Yeah, the triggers, I think. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, one of the triggers. And like, but like the actual selecting people in the menu, I'm like, you have to like select your people and then cancel out, which isn't intuitive at all. Because if you press X, it doesn't work. If you press uh, triangle, you clear out the entire <laughs> the row again. And then if you press uh, square, it just tells like it gives you some information. So like, I was like, am I? Did I get some like weird status effect where one of my guys is a bat now and I can't change him out of my party? <laughs> uh which which turned out not to be the case but i was very confused for about like three minutes there (laughs) Uh, and also like this area i don't know what it is but i like every third battle was an ambush or something like that i got ambushed a Mm -hmm. lot and these guys hit pretty hard at least like when you first show up so like i really had to like scrape my way through to get to the end of this this is where you start getting fights that are like one big monster that you just kind of have to like set up a, a a combo on, which I actually think those fights are kind of fun. But then sometimes they spawn with like a second dad, and then it's like I have to, I can't easily do this before a thing moves. I hate it. Yeah, and and like after I don't know if this is triggered by picking up the lantern, but after I picked up the lantern, the first fight I got was with these two uh, like giant like skeleton creatures i think they were called like lantern beasts or something and they were fucking really tanky i i just killed one of them and then ran away because i'm like this is costing me too many resources to, yeah, to deal with i right got now. that too it's like a weird mini boss yeah but you can run away from it so <laughs> oh, i didn't it was, i just kind of rushed him down because at this point like very 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 op yuri fusion and i had already figured out that gale he was fast and that gale was uh a, a multiplier, not like an additive. Doesn't like add, add thirty percent. It doesn't. It goes off your modified stats, not your base stats. So it's ah, extremely yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need to like the one time I tried to use Gale, it didn't really. I didn't really see much result out of it. But like, yeah, if you're in a in a mode where you're already very fast, I'm sure right. it's like your because how shop. it works is it multiplies your stats, not um. It's not like other games where it's just doubling the rate at which your ATB fills up. It's actually based off your speed stat, so right. it's way better on characters that are already fast and bad on slow characters like Yoakim. Yeah, yeah, I think I probably put it on Yoki, which is why it didn't really work. <laughs> no, that's like so bad. There's an element of this uh, of the random encounters in this game that is sort of a feels weirdly like a, a Persona Five to me. Is sort of the uh, the 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 touch point that I have in that the thing with persona five is that the random encounters in that game are very much about like, you never want to let an enemy move. You want to like get the sneak attack. You want to hit everything's uh, 
weakness, you want to all-out attack and just wipe everything out before anything moves. Because if something moves, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. And that's basically what the random encounters in this game became for me. It was like, okay, how do I set up a combo that will let me just kind of chain everything and just clear out all these ads and not have to deal with shit knocking me around and doing a bunch of damage and the fucking status effects that can happen, like... And I actually kind of in, I, I kind of like that as an approach to a like a, a random encounter RPG combat. I think it is gratifying to just sort of pull it off and uh, get the the one turn clear. But it also was like, or I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like by the end of this section, I was kind of done. And one of the reasons I was kind of done was just that like the enemy groups got tough enough that you couldn't really feasibly beat them in one turn most of the time and uh, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. So there's an interesting thing I noticed which is that encounters are not like really random. There's a pool Mm -hmm. of encounters that it can be and the layout of where the enemies are in the encounter is always the same. Mm -hmm. So like you can basically solve random encounters if you're in a dungeon for a while. Yeah. Uh, Right? Like you'll have two guys here and one guy over here at an angle, and it's set up in such a way that if your two guys on the right use knockbacks, those enemies will wind up next to the third guy, and then you finish them off with two AoE spells flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, every encounter is, like, designed in that way, which is why every encounter has a different turn counter for the fast victory condition. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it's makes in, sense. It's, it's interesting. Because it's not like there's not random enemies in random positions. They're fixed. Like each encounter is a thing designed to be solved in a specific way. And then you get to the fucking last dungeon here and the eye things are all like oh! they stack they stack up next to each other, but your circle we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, yeah. that shit sucks. Yeah, it's such yeah. a I just started running away from those. That's my, my solution. The the thing is all oh, yeah, the thing with the the difference to me, because I'm also sort of slowly going back through Persona 5 because Royal just came out, like, at the very least in Persona, like, you're getting levels from regular battles, but the, the EXP in these dungeons, just the regular uh, things are so, they're so low that you don't even feel like you're making much progress by fighting them. You just feel like you're losing resources in the process. I don't know. I felt that way early, but like in the um the whales ruins, I definitely felt like it was super worth it because you you started getting a lot of experience and you're in that dungeon a long time. Yeah, like, that's probably four like, levels yeah. worth of time. Yeah, I think it's probably because those those enemies are just so, you know so much tougher. They kind of balance it out that way instead of like yeah. I mean, the thing is, I it, it makes me wonder how like when it comes to grinding in general, I am more tolerant of it when you feel like you're growing on multiple axes. So like, I think at some point I'm going to want to try to farm up a bunch of uh, souls in order to, you know, catch up some of my other fusions. And in order to do that, the fastest way to do that would be to go to an area where you have like, you know, a lot of weak mob guys, you just blow them all up and get like five soul points and just do that over again. But since I wouldn't be really gaining much in money or gaining much in, Maybe I could gain some money, but like gaining much in sort of EXP, it just doesn't seem as worth it, you know, just to like set aside time to grind. Well, you are, in fact, gaining EXP because that's what leveling up a fusion category is, right? It's like EXP yeah. fusion. Oh, yeah. It's a different kind of e- like, like I was saying, it's like there's the regular levels for everybody else. And then there's just Yuri's fusion. Yeah. Yuri, um, Yuri is the boss killer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 
I just started upgrading my my forms. Like I I use the hell out of uh, one of the forms. I'll talk about when we get to it. Uh, but, you were using Fishman, right? Uh, no, I was using the the fire guy, oh, big okay. broadsword. Like yeah, the guy hits really hard uh, against um, the gazers. So yeah, there's a um, there there's a bunch of stuff in this uh, in the mines that you can miss uh, if you don't like look at all the places where it's too dark to see. Because I, I as soon as I got the lantern, I found the way out and just went fuck it. I'm getting out of here. I have three more dungeons to go. <laughs> and so like there are there, the weapons are upgrades are in there. Uh, there's a lottery member for some reason, and uh, this lottery member has an invisible ring, which is great. <laughs> No, it's not. It's terrible. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Uh, All the lottery members are going to start adding more and more status effect gimmicks to their ring. Mm -hmm. This is the first one that's really nasty. Others will do reverse that doesn't, tight timings. That doesn't work if you've never seen that ring before. <laughs> that's just bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of meant to... It, I mean, it's a lottery. You're not supposed to win the lottery, Chris. That's Disagree. why it's a rare thing. The house always wins. If I wasn't supposed to win it, why would it be called the Washington Department of Dreams, Matt? <laughs> oh, is it really called that? <laughs> oh, dude, it uh, sure is. Oh, that is so Very dire. gross. That's oh, my God. <laughs> dystopian. Uh, my favorite one is it's just a guy with a lot of pizzas. Win the lottery. <laughs> you and your family might be able to eat. <laughs> uh, man, dude, it's fucking uh, Passover right now. I would kill to have a pizza. Ugh. How about you pass over the idea of Passover and have a pizza. <sighs> I can't. So, uh, if you've been hoarding your lottery tickets uh, here and you want to cheat a lot, you uh, can just kind of keep saves coming to uh, get the uh, best prize from this wheel as much as you can. It's something called a third key. It's a consumable that makes the judgment ring take three full spings as long as you can hit the mark. I said spings. That's spins. That's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So if you, say, happen to be using the gamble ring, it means landing a single hit will give you three spins of perfect shots on that attack. Using this on a boss is a way to really wreck someone's day. That's what it says in the notes. I didn't do any of this. So I got the five ring. I got the five key. And uh, definitely, definitely like one rounded the Grail and Stargazer fight with it. I nice. didn't quite understand what that item was. So the key items are consumables. Mm -hmm. The number turns your ring into X times it will loop instead of just one circle. Yeah, it goes around the circle five times if you pass the first time. So basically, if you keep the combo going, you are getting five turns of assault, of magic, of whatever you've used it on in a row. All does it, as one thing that can't be interrupted. But does it? it doesn't cost... Um... It doesn't happen to cost uh, more. It doesn't MP, cost five times the right? resources. Yeah, no. yeah, nope. yeah. It's just one times cost for up to X times multiply the ring. And you have to do a setup of that a turn before or give that to somebody. No. You just okay. use the item and then do an attack. Okay. Because what like, Matt's saying is using the item does not take your turn. Okay. No, yeah, because no. like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I can imagine a situation where you have you you do a big combo magic at the end five times, or uh, you do it to Yuri, who is transformed, hasted, and has an attack boost. Yeah, and then you uh, just do like two thousand damage. The Grail Gazer, yeah, obliterate the Gale Grazer in one turn. 
Yeah, that that seems super powerful. Uh, I have not used. I have a couple keys. I just haven't used them yet because I wasn't sure what they were. Uh, just heads up, it's not like the ring says round two and then starts. It just keeps going, so you have to be ready where you uh-huh. just flush it down the toilet. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't run into the Magimel brothers down here. I don't think. I don't remember seeing them. Or maybe yeah, I they're did. In, they're in yeah. like a shed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're right before the safe point. Okay, I might I might have forgotten to see them. I remember seeing them in the dungeon in one of the later dungeons and going like, "What the fuck? That's hilarious." Yeah, so you you can uh, restock here, which is like a godsend in the middle of a dungeon. I want to see the DMC five cutscene of the fucking weird gay brothers crashing their wagon into the dungeon. My favorite thing is in the later one where they dunk on you and they're like, we didn't think the block puzzles were very hard. <laughs> yes, that was so good. Uh, However, the one brother does say, we spent a lot of time getting here. Buy something. Yeah, you better buy something or else it's not worth it. And then the option is like, thank you. I'll buy something. But yeah, we end up uh, running into our next boss, uh, Grimlock. So uh, Grimlock is a lot more like an SMT boss than most of these guys because his gimmick is he wants to speed himself up and he wants to slow your party. This can mean he gets two and three times the attacks you do and just cut your combo potential in half. As an extra screw you, he's a dark elemental boss who can cast one of the lesser light spells just to throw you off. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, you may have heard some of the hosts griping about this earlier in this recording. That's because everything about this uh, goes pretty counter to what you would expect. And if you geared up for one thing, boom. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely scraped my way through this one. It was a good, like, I thought it was a good fight. But I don't think at this point you have any ability to slow down enemies. So you just kind of have to gale up yourself in order to counter if you even if you if you want to spend the turns on it are you not like min maxing your ring and your party composition for like physical magic coverage and stuff like that i mean i'm the way i tend to build is i i try to have like a broad set of abilities just in general mm-hmm. and like at, at this point like i still didn't i didn't remember that you could up uh you can put levels on your fusions so my all my fusions were level one uh they were all they all got to like the third tier but they were all level ones uh it seems very bad it wasn't very good uh (laughs) but uh i i think i just tried to be really optimal when it came to like trying to do combos safely or like uh you know making sure i use like a buff here and there i think i gave uh a light buff to a uh, Karen who had like four hits. And so she was comboing for like a good amount of damage, like, or doing um, her, her attacks for a good amount of damage. So Karen, Karen and um, Blanca are kind of like that. They are not a good place to invest hit ups. Uh-huh. Because they're both like, they're basically both um, medium characters, like blend magic physical with, um, Blanca is supposed to be tilted magical and Karen is supposed to be tilted physical. So like I don't really put any hit ups in them, right? Like Blanca has three hits. Joachim has five. Yuri has five. Geppetto has one because the fuck if I'm ever going to let that guy physically attack. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and uh, you just fucking like roll everything. Joachim literally does nothing but hit the melee button. Unless a guy is very physically resistant, then he hits the um, whatever the home run attack is instead. Yeah, I mean, I still have him in bat form, and I didn't really use that. So, <laughs> so I basically yeah. did the, a similar setup, but I had a like I have Blanca with uh, with like an extra hit up, so he has uh, three hits, and I had Karen and um, Yuri with four, and they were my main melees. Yeah, I, I might jigger it around uh, after this, after I mess around with, like, the you upgrades should, and stuff. You should also look at the stats of your fusion and find out, like, if you you treating Yuri as melee and you're tr- switching into, like, a caster. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, the water guys are casters, so don't try to, like, switch into them if you want Yuri to be physical. Yeah, I, I kind of realized that for a while, because, like, we're, we're going to run into a uh, a water... Sorry, a water weak, yeah, like a fire boss later on. And I tried to use it and I'm like, this doesn't seem that great <laughs> for physical. That dude that dude learns cure at all if you get him up to like level eight. Nice. To be honest, I just invested in Karen because like I don't know, fuck it, like what Okay, this is the this is the female lead they gave me. I guess uh I guess that's the world I'm living in now. Uh-huh. She's Karen. not even the lead, she's like a van. <laughs> ha! <laughs> right yes, like is. that's her whole deal is to know nothing about what's going on in the plot and ask about it so you the player can be told oh you mean basically Vaughn. okay yeah yeah, yeah. No, she, yeah she's like a, she's like a Vaughn or like a snake sorry you said van and i was just like she they, she's not the transport no, no. okay cool. but she does she's have cool. dumps like a truck she's not the morgana just a piece of garbage hanging out by the river <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh god. Uh you know what I discovered uh when I was checking the wiki last week was that uh there are alternate costumes for the female characters and they're not yep. great. <laughs> they're not great. One of them is a possible reward for the trading quest. Oh boy. The ones they start with uh not opt not not the best I've seen. No. Not the worst, but not the best. No. I mean, it's cute if you're going out to the club, you know, dancing or whatever, but like, you know, not not handling a rapier. It's real weird to me that Karen uh, starts with the uh, military uniform and then just like switches into this other thing. And like I, you, you I'm sure you talked about it in the first episode, like that whole scene is. And also like uh-huh. Kar- Karen's a. Uh, the other thing about Karen's outfit is that it doesn't look too bad uh, from the front, but then once you see it from the back and from the side, you just sort of realize more and more, like, what? What is this? What? Uh-huh. I mean, you might have... I don't know if you caught the detail that this is uh, Geppetto's daughter's clothes. Ugh. Yeah. I, ugh. What? Why? Yeah, yeah, these are, these are the Yeah, he just the kept them around in his apartment. Uh-huh. Why did... He bought them for his child. That's a lot. She's a... Like, she's a fucking soldier. She can get her own clothes. Why is she wearing... Ugh. It's procure, it's procure, procure on site. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, she's out in the jungles of Russia, and you have to make do. This episode ran a little long, so we are splitting it in two. As for plugs, you can follow Autumn on Twitter at Weird Autumn, W-Y-R-D Autumn. And you can also go to patreon.com forward slash Weird Autumn to support her writing. You could also check out 
Fletch's other podcast work at the Rice Ball Network. And, uh, of course, listen to Boko No Stop and Magmar Sucks, also on the Pitch Drop Network. Next time, we are going to start on our way to Wales to meet Roger Bacon. See you next time. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows. What is this? What happened here? <laughs> Who's that? And the forces of darkness descend in the name of justice, this fist! In the name of truth, these muscles. In the name of honor, this blood. <laughs> Champion of truth and justice, Grand Papillon, ready to fight all evil doers. If you can face the unfettered fury of my rippling muscles, then. Come on! What? Huh?